Good morning, everybody. Hey, it is uh, Tuesday and uh, May 17th. We're, we're a little more than halfway through the month of May. And so that means we're really halfway through this uh, second quarter. We've got numbers coming out this morning. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. We've got some good news. We've got some not so good news. And we'll talk about that when Dave joins us. But before we do any of that, let's just remember that there's only one thing that any of us can control when it comes to our portfolio, and that's how much risk you have. And the question is, do you know how much risk you have in your current portfolio? And if you don't know, on a scale of one to 100, that can be a problem, especially if you're five years out from retirement or you've been retired less than 10 years. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. And we'll get started walking through our core retirement design. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. Temple Mines there. Two degrees here. It's 839. I'm Morning Dave. And yes, it's time to find out whether your money's doing anything good this morning. Spoiler alert, things are looking pretty good early on this morning. Let's find out what's going on with your IRA and your 401k with the help of Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is on the line. Philip, good morning. Green ink this morning. It's kind of a nice thought, isn't it? It really is. And not just like yesterday where it was, you know, meandering between green and red. Today, it's substantially in the green. And so we're uh, we're excited about that. Yeah, it's kind of a surprise, really. I mean, we're getting spoiled on the notion of just, yeah, days, and this one actually looks like it might start out fine. Now, let's see if we can keep it going. Uh, Setting the table for it to go back to yesterday, blue chips kind of ran out of steam at the end of the day. The Dow ended up real close to the zero mark, up 26 points, but green. Standard & Poor's ended up off about 15.88. That was about a third of a percent down. Both of the indexes were in green ink until about 3 p.m., and then we just ran out of steam. NASDAQ, you and I were talking before we went on the uh, before we went on the air. I gotta believe that the doldrums that NASDAQ is in is just repricing the growth stocks based upon interest rate expectations. NASDAQ was down another 1.2% yesterday, down $142. And it just gotta be a notion of that the expectation of more expensive money to borrow has got to be repricing the growth stocks and the small market ones, don't you think? Well, that's always possible. I mean, and we'll see as the earnings continue to come out. And then, of course, what kind of forecasts we get, what kind of projections we get, that's going to play a big role for those companies as well. Absolutely. Guidance has been obviously the thing that really has been driving the quarterly reports, what should be anyway, but it's carrying even more weight this earnings season. Uh, We've been all concerned about retail because retail drives our economy here. And uh, we start out this morning with the uh, overall retail sales around the country. And uh, on balance, I'm calling this a pleasant surprise. They expected our retail sales last month to grow by 1%. They grew by 0.9%, which is a close miss, but then the government revised March upward and doubled the growth rate during the month of March. So on balance, the overall retail sales picture, I'm calling a win, even though the month by month was slightly off the expectation. I agree. I think that that was, I mean, especially the revision for the month before um, to to more than double what it was. So that was good news. Um, And I, I can't see anything, at least looking backwards, that says we had any any issues with retail? I mean, it's looking pretty good compared to what the expectations were. 
Yeah, we're still perfectly happy to spend money in the country, even with all of the uh, chatter about an impending recession. And it gets even better when you start excluding the big-ticket items that are in some problems right now. You eliminate automobiles, and obviously that market's got some warps in it right now with the price of used cars being at a premium and the difficulty getting new ones. But once you exclude autos, they were expecting a four-tenth of a percent increase, and we got six-tenths of a percent, beat the expectation by half, And once you get rid of gasoline, which is no fun to begin with, month over month they were expecting a a seven-tenths of a percent increase. We got a full one percent increase on retail sales. In other words, we're going to the stores and spilled burning plastic like it's going out of style, aren't we? We are. And what just kind of hit me, though, was that just because retail sales are doing well, let's remember that the cost and inflation, things have gone up in price, right? So it's still retail sales just means people are shopping. It doesn't mean the retail industry is making money. Um, and we'll talk about that when we talk about Walmart in a little bit, but but yep. it, it, it does, right? I mean, retail sales, that's good. That means we're spending money, but uh, it doesn't mean that the retail industry is making more money. That's true. The, the net growth, well, you, you really kind of got to do a little bit of math. You take the retail sales, including autos and gas. It was up a full 1% last month. Okay, fine. The prices were up probably close to a seven-tenths of a percent. So the real net growth was closer to three-tenths of a percent, which is, okay, good news. It's growth, but it kind of takes a little bit of a bloom off that numbers beat, doesn't it? It, it does, but don't, don't get me wrong. I'm so excited that it is going up the right direction because it means people are still spending money my concern is where they get the money to spend and and we'll, we'll see some of those numbers over the next couple quarters really will be telling absolutely as as we look at it and like i've always said there are there are legs to a stool that create a recession one of them are are problems in the employment market which right now we're overly hot if anything another indication of the potential of a recession is consumer spending activity and so far that leg of the stool isn't being built yet either so you know are we looking at a recession before the end of this year right now it's looking less and less likely and the more we see growth in the uh, retail figures and the hotter the economy for the employment market stays the less likely of a severe recession next year now the federal reserve can change all of that at the end of the month with their next meeting if they bump us another half a percent and things go crazy on the stock market but at this at this point anyway I'm starting to develop a little bit more of my old starry-eyed optimism back again. Well, I, I think that it uh, definitely looks better today. It's going to be, uh, you know, as it, we always say, it takes two quarters to to make the recession. And so we'll see what GDP number comes out. Of course, we still don't have a final GDP number, but we'll see what that finalizes out. And then we'll just have to cross our fingers for the second quarter. Yeah, it does need to be brought out that the uh, first look at the gross domestic product from last quarter was not pretty. It was actually a negative number. So as you say, two quarters of that is bad news, and we can cross our fingers that we dig ourselves out of that hole that we got on the first blush with the, uh, two, with the two revisions to go on last quarter's GDP. But at the very least, there's some optimism that uh, this quarter isn't going to look as bad as last quarter. I'm happy to take that. Uh, talking, about, talking about less, uh, less good news, uh, earnings season continues, and we kind of got a tale of two stores going on. I was making fun of Walmart yesterday because they put out a thing saying we're overexposed to lower-income shoppers, and that causes us concern. 
I was figuring that was uh, trying to reduce expectations for their quarterly report out this morning. They actually had a miss, didn't they? They did. They did. It was not uh, not pretty when we look at Walmart. They uh, they missed on the bottom line. Now they did better on the top line. They they've had better than expected sales. But again, remember inflation has raised yep. their cost across the board, and so they uh, they missed by eighteen cents a share. Uh, came in at a dollar thirty. Uh, we're looking at some of their numbers. Their their um, outlook for sales is still pretty good. As a matter of fact, they raised their their outlook for sales. They decreased their anticipation for a profit. Uh, mm-hmm. They increased sales by one percent. They decreased profit by one percent. So, I think that's probably weighing pretty heavy on Walmart as well. Um, they are trading down right now, uh, six and a quarter percent. So uh, that's a, a pretty substantial decline for them. Still not at their 52-week low, but uh, they're heading that direction. And they're one of the more widely held stocks out there. They're kind of up there with Apple as being part of a lot of portfolios, so that's not good for anybody's retirement portfolio. That that company does have a little bit of a rock and a hard place between them, especially with import costs being accelerating as fast as they are. As a low-price leader, their only way of staying competitive and showing that low price leader position is to accept skinnier margins of transportation and wholesale costs are going up. And that doesn't bode well for them for the next couple, three quarters as we try to get out of our supply chain issues. Well, that, that's true. And one of the one of the key areas they did point out was not just supply chain, but but they really put a lot of focus on the transportation costs increasing so much with diesel fuel going up so much. So that that was a big deal for them. Plus, I know they're having trouble getting drivers, and they bump the starting wage up for their truck drivers as well. And add on the fact that legendary world about Walmart being a low-paying employer, they're getting pressure on minimum wage laws as well to push their payroll numbers up. So, yeah, Walmart's not going anyplace, but they may have a couple, three difficult quarters ahead of them. They are. I mean, let's face it. They're, you know, they're going to have some some because of what they said yesterday, right? That, that they they deal with a lot of low-income folks. And so uh, inflation is going to continue to put pressure on them. Absolutely. Now, on the other side of the feds, we kind of use this as a bellwether for the housing industry as well. Home Depot was just almost a completely different story, I gather. It was. Yeah, they came in and had better than expected profits and better than expected revenue and better than expected comparable same store sales. So, man, they just kind of hit it out of the park uh, for the quarter. Um, So they had a substantially across the board. And that was uh, some good news for them. They are up about three point getting close to three point nine percent right now. So some good news for uh, for Home Depot. And, and, and so tomorrow you, it's going to be interesting today because tomorrow we get uh, new new home uh, sales and uh, or I'm sorry home starts and home permits so that's going to be interesting. And we'll also see Lowe's, which is another bellwether in that sector. Home Depot, we, you and I have always said, is a good bellwether as to what the housing market might look like as far as construction, remodeling, and home improvement is concerned. If the national figures back that up and Lowe's follows suit as well we might actually have one more leg to be optimistic on. That, that's true. I mean, we do have some, some stuff coming out that could, be, uh, could, could give us some, some good news. I'm just rooting through looking for <laughs> rose-colored glasses wherever I can because the last, 
Last couple of weeks have been kind of crappy, if you want to put it bluntly. My list of stocks that are due to come out includes an awful lot of overseas issues. You got any other indications from reports out this morning? So I have, so I have a couple. I have, um, and I don't have direct numbers, but I, I have the, the direction. I got United Airlines. Um, they raised their current quarter revenue forecast and said expect um, the busiest summer since the pandemic began. I, and I can believe that being flying around the last uh, three or four weeks a couple of times. So uh, they're up 3.8%. Um, and then um, Take-Two Interactive, you know, they're the gaming guys. That they, they, they have a lot of gaming platforms. And so they missed, this is one of those, you know, contrarians, right? They missed on earnings. They, they missed on their, their, their booking metrics that they use, they, um, but, but their stock's going up today. And so I found this point interesting, that within the report that I, that I follow, it pointed to the history of the company giving conservative guidance. And so... Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in the process of, 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 of buying out Zynga, which is another... I guess gaming platform. So, but Take Two's up five point eight percent, and then uh, let's finish with this one. There's there's no earnings here, but I do want to mention this one because a lot of players here, Citigroup, are is yeah. actually seeing a bump to this, this morning. Um, here's the deal: Berkshire Hathaway took a three billion dollar stake in the bank during the first quarter. Um, I saw. News item crossed my ticker. I was wondering how that was going to do to City. Yeah, so that's got Citibank up five point one percent right now. So that's a, a pretty big mover for them. If Warren Buffett likes it, a whole lot of investors feel they need to as well, right? Uh, I, yep, exactly. There must Evidently. be something he sees there. Yeah, the Oracle of Omaha. His eyesight hasn't failed yet. At least not. <laughs> At least not completely, anyway. <laughs> Resetting the table, we're looking at a, a mixed bag yesterday. A little bit of growth on the bluest of the blue chips in the Dow. Uh, the rest of the index is off fractionally. 45 minutes before we open this morning with some good news on the economic reports. How are we doing? Well, we are uh, still looking pretty good, Dave. Uh, we got the Dow Jones 30 up 1.1%. The S&P 500 is actually up almost one and a half percent. And the NASDAQ 100 is up one and three quarters percent. Let's throw in the Russell 2000 today because it's looking pretty good. It's up one point six percent. So so good news across the front. The commodities still we've got silver heading up uh, almost three quarters of a percent, but still not up to twenty two dollars yet. And then we got gold up one percent, still well below nineteen hundred is eighteen thirty one right now. And then crude oil is off its highs this morning, but still up about a tenth of a percent from where it closed yesterday at 111.95 per barrel of oil. Well, whoo, you had to give me that bit of news. I do notice the interest rates continue to climb. 30-year Treasury today, I'm looking at 3.13%. Haven't seen a number like that in quite some time, have you? No, yours must be delayed a little bit. I've got 2.944 right now, but it's, um, yeah, but it's still fluctuating and it is heading in the upward direction. 
Yeah, I'm looking at it being up, and I don't like that number a tiny little bit, but we knew it was going to happen. Overseas markets, the Asian rim, and the European markets, all in green ink. Uh, some of the European markets up by as much as a percent and a half halfway through their days. So they're looking at us and saying, yippee. Somebody want to figure out how to stabilize one's uh, retirement fund and get the uh, growth opportunities where they exist, but at the same time minimize the downside. How do I find you to get that picture? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037. And let's uh, walk through our core retirement design. They can book a 30-minute phone call where we'll answer their questions, see if they're on the right track or not. It's that simple. Just give us a call at 863-382-0037. And then this weekend, catch us for our Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning with an update up to the minute as to what's going on. Philip, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. All right, man. You have a great day. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you'll join us again tomorrow. Share this with your friends and family. And until tomorrow, have a great day. Bye now.